Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Okay, so today's topic is going to be fentanyl. The reason that we're going to be talking about fentanyl and devoting an entire episode to it is because it is becoming more and more of an epidemic across the United States and we're seeing it as one of the prevalent drugs that are being used by homeless people, people on the street, uh, chronic drug users, and people even just experimenting with using controlled substances. That being said, we do have, just as any other agency or any other entity, clients that are using actively fentanyl. So today's podcast is going to be to deliver information to help everybody become more educated about it. Uh, We will put in our input, what we see. Again, we're prefacing that we're not doctors or scientists. So we're going to be using um, factual data that we have retrieved from sources like the CDC and make sure that everybody understands what we understand. But then again, we're also going to talk about what we're being told about what's really going on in the underworld fentanyl. So according to the CDC, fentanyl, pharmaceutical fentanyl, is a synthetic opioid approved for treating severe pain, typically advanced cancer pain. It is 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. It is prescribed in the form of transdermal patches or lozenges and can be diverted for misuse and abuse in the United States. However, most recent cases of fentanyl-related harm, overdose, and death in the United States are linked to illegally made fentanyl. It is sold through illegal drug markets for its heroin-like effect. It is often mixed with heroin and or cocaine as a combination product with or without the user's knowledge to increase its euphoric effects. And that is from the CDC. Okay. In looking at this, I think we really need to understand the impact and the severity. I mean, I remember when I was a teenager and the big scary drug was PCP. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that drug was the one that, you know, you would see um, people flipping out on the news, you know, there, they would be, you know, chasing people with a camera and they would just be, you know, having all kinds of hallucinations and doing crazy things. Then 
the drug kind of shifted and ecstasy became the really big drug at the time. And that was, you know, you, the club drug. That was the right. one that was predominant. When we started the agency back in 2004 um, and working with some of our clients, the predominant drug at that time was really meth. Mm-hmm. We were seeing mm-hmm. a lot of meth. There was a lot of meth use. And I would say that that changed probably about seven years ago and, and kind of morphed over slowly into heroin. And, you know, heroin was the really scary drug at that time. I mean, that was the one that people would come into the office, you know, birth mothers and say, yeah, I mean, I'm using meth, but I'm not using heroin. It's like, not like I'm a heroin user, you know? And so, and then, you know, we see less meth and more heroin. Now what we're learning and seeing is the people that were using these illegal substances. And again, this is just from our perspective Mm -hmm. as people, social workers trying to help people with an adoption plan, but the people who are living on the streets that are either chronic drug users or even sometimes recreational drug users are shifting even from heroin over to fentanyl, partly due to the cost. But again, we're going to talk about that and what we've learned from these women because we want to help them. Fentanyl is really hard on, on the babies. And so I think that, you know, as we develop more knowledge and more education, I think that we can educate, hopefully, both adoptive parents and birth moms and caution them about what's really happening and what to expect. When you're looking at the national drug deaths, in 2019, more than 70,000 Americans died from from drug-involved overdose, including illicit drugs and prescription opioids. That's a lot of people. Wow. I ha- I would have a feeling that it's probably gone up also in 2020. We probably don't have the numbers yet, but I'm guessing that a lot of people stuck in home, you know, not being able to do other outlets that they're going to turn to these drugs. Right. And and they're reporting, and this is from drugabuse.gov, mm-hmm. is deaths involving other synthetic opioids other than methadone primarily fentanyl, continued to rise with more than 36,359 overdose deaths reported in 2019. This is absolutely, and they're pulling their data from the CDC wonder. So, I mean, this is, these statistics are just absolutely terrifying. I think that, you know, as we're watching what's happening in, in the drug world, I think we need to understand as a society that this is not just you know, spilling into our laps by way of, you know, working with a birth mother or whether, you know, we are working with um, a birth mother who may not be using drugs, but maybe her, her boyfriend is, Mm -hmm. or maybe she's been living with somebody who is. So what effects, you know, are going to have on her and what has she been exposed to and looking back on it. So drug overdose deaths, Involving heroin. So let's go back to heroin because heroin was the big, scary one and still is prior to fentanyl. Uh Drug overdose deaths involving heroin rose from 1,960 in 1999 to 15,469 in 2016. Since 2016, the number of deaths has trended down with 14,019 deaths reported in 2019. So that's positive. However, 
we got to keep going when we're looking at this because this mm-hmm. is where it gets really, really, really scary. Fentanyl is becoming more and more prominent in what we're seeing. And until recently, because it was really new as um, a street drug, if you will, mm-hmm. the hospitals weren't automatically testing for it when they would test, you know, birth moms and babies meconium when they were born. Now that's becoming not the case. They are starting to test. So that's really good. When we look at these numbers and we look at really why, why is this happening? You know, what is causing this? I think that we need to understand that this isn't like a sudden problem. It's been a problem that has collectively been growing. Some people who were on prescription pain medication and they were masking the pain. And, you know, sometimes some of these people may or may not have been able to afford to go back to the doctor and get a refill on their prescription. And so they then started buying it on the street. And the cost is really a huge factor for people when they are choosing their drug of choice per se. Meth became super commonly used among, you know, the drug world because that you could make it at home. Mm-hmm. You know, there were things that you could do to piece it together and it wasn't considered an expensive drug. Fentanyl, according to, you know, women that I've spoken with and, and, and talked with, um, have shared with me that the price is dropping on the street. And so it is easier to obtain because it's cheaper. So what is happening is now is they're finding that fentanyl is being mixed in, like it stated through the CDC, into the other drugs. So you may, you know, have somebody who is doing marijuana and thinks they're buying illegally, but buying marijuana, Mm -hmm. and it may very well be laced with fentanyl. So it is manifesting in terms of in, in people very differently. So with fentanyl, from what I understand, it has a very short shelf life in terms of the effects that it has on you when you take it. Okay. And, you know, with heroin, it had a much, you know, there were hours where you would feel this euphoria, this high. Mm -hmm. And with fentanyl, it's much, much shorter. You know, it's an hour, maybe a little bit more, depending on how fast you metabolize it, how much of a tolerance you've built up to it, but it's much shorter. Uh, Users say that the withdrawals getting, quote, dope sick is not as intense with fentanyl as it is heroin but you have to use it more frequently in order to not feel sick at all. And it's really frightening because we're hearing about all of these, these deaths and you know, how, you know, it's so potent. It's so scary. You know, when um, my son uh, a year and a half ago, maybe it was two and a half years, gosh, time is flying Mm -hmm. was at the emergency room. He had um, fell off the monkey bars and, and broke his arm at school. And when I took him to Phoenix Children's Hospital, uh, they said, you know, before we go in and do x-rays, because we have to move his arm around, we have to give him fentanyl. And even back then, I remember thinking, ooh, right. you know, like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and it was really interesting because, you know, they they just put it up his nose. Really? It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, um, you know, like in his IV or a pill. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, the signs that we see when when we have a client that has used fentanyl is, is, you know, the tips of their fingers will have black on them and they'll have little tinfoils because they're smoking it through the tinfoil okay. and, and it's so scary because you don't know when, you know what I mean, when the overdose or if it's going to happen. And it's just a really scary drug. And I think that when we are making it to where we're putting lots of money as a nation into people's pockets, just blanketly, we're giving these, you know, sometimes people that, that have a substance abuse problem, a lot of money that's very scary because for them, they're trying to just survive day to day. They don't want to feel sick. They want, nobody wants to be a drug user. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking on their behalf. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants to have an addiction to where they're tied to, you know, like a thousand pounds that they have to drag around with them every day in the sense of, you know, having to have the money to buy their drug or then they feel sick. And, you know, withdrawal is really scary. And, and the thought of detoxing is terrifying. And that was nobody's childhood dream. But I think that when, when we have, you know, methadone clinics, again, which, which are very, very hard on, on newborns, uh, you know, a heroin baby, a baby that's been exposed to heroin versus a baby that's been exposed to methadone, which is regulated by the government, the methadone babies are in the hospital from what we've seen in our parent much longer than the babies huh. that were on. And it's a much harder substance for them to withdraw from. And so with fentanyl, it's significant, but in the adoption world, it's across the board. They're just now, like I said, in the hospitals in Arizona, just starting to test for it in the hospitals. They weren't mm -hmm. even able to do that because this is again, new and everybody is trying to figure out how to, to handle this the best way that they can handle it. But it's becoming an epidemic, like huge epidemic. And, you know, you see things on the news where people, you know, are in hazmat suits to, to go and clean it up. And you're thinking like, and people are, are smoking this, but at the right. same time, it doesn't change for those adoptive families out there that are thinking, wow, that's really frightening. There's still a baby there. And if that is your destined child, then you need to be prepared emotionally, physically, financially to maybe stay longer while the baby's in the NICU. You mm -hmm. need to be ready and educated as to what's really happening. When families come to me and they say, we really you know, want to adopt, but we don't want to adopt a drug exposed baby. We don't want the baby to have any known medical issues. That's in a way hard to hear when you're on the, um, adoption social worker side mm -hmm. because when if you were to get pregnant with your own biological child there are no guarantees right yes your, your baby may not be drug exposed because you can control that but what about all the other things that you can't control right right certainly and the thing is i mean while i agree with you it's like you can't pick and choose everything and this is so prevalent now, it's hard to, you're just limiting yourself. However, I also see the other side where you understand why they wouldn't want to have to deal with this, you know, because presumably they don't do fentanyl or any of the other drugs. And I understand the feeling while I also, I, I applaud those who say, I don't care what the birth mother has done. I don't care what she continues to do. I don't care what the baby is born with, you know, 
addictions that we've got to wean them off of. I want that baby. And so it really makes you respect the ones who can say that and follow through with it. It does. I think it really boils down to the notion of, do you want to be a parent? And mm-hmm. I know that some would have have issues with me saying that. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean I want a drug exposed baby. Right. And if that is the only hurdle as a parent that you have to encounter mm-hmm. through your child's lifetime, then you're blessed. And so I think it is one of those things where as a parent, you know, you're already venturing into the unknown. Mm-hmm. You don't know when, you know, your child is born, what obstacles they're going to come up against, you know, if they're going to be any medical scares or crises, um, what choices they're going to make, whether they're good or bad, um, what's going to happen in the future. There's no crystal ball. And does it mean adopting a drug exposed baby that initially it may be hard? You may start on the uphill. Mm. Yes, it may. But at the end of the day, in the end of the adoption journey, you have my word that you're going to love this baby regardless of what this baby was exposed to. That's not going to change. You're not going to love this baby 1% less because the baby had a rough start to life. Right. And so it's important to remember that. And it's important to, you know, for those that have faith in God and whatever religion that they have, that, you know, that faith will see them through, then you have to have faith. You can't pick and choose when to have faith and when not to. And so I think that it's really important to, to do your research. The other thing that I really want to express is I've seen this happen many times over the past almost 17 years now where adoptive families will, we always say, please don't Google, please go and see a medical professional. Uh, And what they do is they go to their, you know, if they have other children, they'll go to their own pediatrician or they'll go to, you know, their their friend's pediatrician. That's good. But if, if all they see are babies that are not exposed to drugs mm-hmm. and they, they don't see, um, have very much, you know, day-to-day experience with drug exposed baby, you're going to get a, a very different answer or advice than you would somebody who is practicing in medicine with babies on a regular basis that have been exposed. So I think it's important to, to really look at the medical source that you're, that you are obtaining it from, mm-hmm. you know, is this, you know, am I going to an area of town where, you know, maybe moms that have drug exposed babies, you know, don't frequent. And if that's the case, then are they going to give me the same answer as somebody who does this regularly? Like, in other words, if you have a heart condition and it's very serious, you're not going to go to your primary care doctor. Right. You're going to go see a cardiologist who specializes in that particular disorder. Right. Day after day. And every day they see every different variation of what heart problems can be. So I think that's what's really important to understand is, you know, really grasping what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and one thing that I think is, is a real plus about having all of this information is, you know, unfortunately, when you, when you do an international adoption, which we do as well, you don't always get that information because these are from orphanages and they may not have the records when the babies were born mm-hmm. as to what the babies were exposed to. So there's a lot more unknown. Whereas sometimes not knowing 
is easier <laughs> rather than knowing, which can be harder. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of, for me, I really like to see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. When I'm putting together a puzzle, I almost can't stop. Like until I can see the whole picture in front of me, it's like, it has to make sense. All the pieces have to, you know, have a place that they're supposed to be and it has to make sense. So when we're looking at a situation where uh, a birth mother who comes to us says that she's using this drug and in this amount, again, you have to understand that that's brave for her to share that. Absolutely. And hard and, you know, nobody wants to admit or own the mistakes that they make, especially when they know that what they're doing is not good for their baby. And it's their baby's going to be very sick because of a choice that they're making. And so knowing this, I think that we have to provide a safe place for them to be able to share it and not judge them. And we have to have families that are willing to embrace them and their babies and understand that they understand they can't parent. They understand that they're in a place in their life that their baby is not better with them. Right. And that's a hard realization to accept. Unfortunately, what we're also seeing is we're seeing women who have not created an adoption plan. And we're hearing this from the hospitals and women are going into the hospitals and having babies and leaving. And just, it just automatically goes to DCS and. Yes. And so we're trying very hard to get the word out to say, Hey, we're here. We have families that will love your baby and be the most amazing parents to your child. And we understand that, This isn't something that you woke up one day and said, you know, I'm going to get pregnant and I'm going to do drugs while I'm pregnant. Right. And no judgment. You know, we need to emphasize that to these birth mothers. We're not here to judge them. We do want to know the information because, like you said, you want to see the whole puzzle. But we're not here to condemn you for the choices you've made, the actions you've taken. We're here to help you help the baby and help the adoptive family. Right. So what's so important about the fact that women feel like there's no choice left for them to make and just leaving the hospital is not the case Uh for women who have used fentanyl or used any type of substances. Call us, call us because you have the opportunity to make an adoption plan and choose the family that your baby's going to go to. You know, your baby doesn't have to become a ward of the state. Uh your baby can still go to a beautiful, loving family where you can get letters and pictures and still watch your child grow up. You can have an open adoption. And I think that we need to really, really also emphasize to adoptive families that we know that it wasn't your dream to adopt a baby that has been drug exposed, especially to the one like fentanyl. And for those who are going through an adoption across the United States and they have a birth mother that is actively using while she's pregnant, understand that fentanyl is being mixed into a lot of the street drugs and she may or may not even realize that it's in there. Secondly, also understand that 
this wasn't her dream either. I know I said that before, but please understand that. I, I've, I've heard that from so many, so many birth moms. This wasn't their dream. They didn't want to be tied to this, this drug. And the fact that, that when they're so desperate in the hospital and they've given birth, to think that they have to just up and leave. One, probably because they, they are starting to feel sick and they're withdrawing. And the other, because they feel like there's no other option. Because they don't know. And so we've got to get the word out that you can make an adoption plan. We will help you. We will help your baby. And yeah, that it's so important. I think that the drug world is, you know, there's no barriers. They accept everybody. And it's a club that I never want to be a part of. However, I know that people who are lifelong members of the drug world club, if you will, mm-hmm. don't want to be members either. And the simple fact that when you're living day to day, you know, high to next high, it's not a life that anybody would choose. And I think that if we have more passion, you know, for helping these people and we have more understanding and empathy, I think that we would probably have a very different society. The other thing that I've learned over the last 17 years is Middletown, Ohio is, you know, one of the, the drug hubs of the nation. Hmm. And what we have seen is when they have a rise in a specific drug in that area, it trickles down. And so that's what's coming. In other words, when they start having a drug that becomes more and more popular there, we see it, you know, maybe a couple of months later. Right in Arizona and and everywhere else. And, you know, fentanyl, unfortunately seems like it's here to stay for a while. So hopefully as a nation, we can come together and really try and, and help people and not judge them. And as an adoption community, I think the best thing we can do is become educated ourselves, you know, as adoptive parents, as adoption professionals, continuing our education. And I think that we need to really understand what we're dealing with and, you know, work with the hospitals and work with the doctors so that collectively we can do the best on behalf of the birth mother and the baby and prepare the adoptive family if there is a chance that the baby may be exposed. Now, not everybody who's using drugs is going to be encountering fentanyl, I'm sure. Not everybody using fentanyl who's using drugs either. But for those that are, you need to be aware of it and prepared. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines, and we'll see you then.